welcome to TBN's Praise Podcast, hosted by Matt and Lori Crouch, where you will hear interviews with some of your favorite Bible teachers, pastors, authors, and Christian leaders. On today's show, Matt and Lori Crouch host Grammy award-winning gospel music artist Ty Tribbett and his wife, Shantae. They share their miraculous testimony as they discuss marriage, ministry, music, and more. Praise comes to you from Southern California in the house, Ty Tribbett. Come on. So, I just want to tell you something, Ty and Shantae. Let me just say this. Uh, We look back over the year 2019. You've done several of these shows. They've aired several times. And out of the top 10 performing praise programs, you were like three or four of those. People are loving what you're doing there in Orlando. And give them a great... Bless you for what they're doing. Come on now. Thank you. Ty, so. Well, well, and what we love about it is that you do it right there at the Holy Land Experience. Yeah. Yes, exactly. we and, love that. And well. that's amazing for us. Yes, we you. love that. Okay, so look, we could do the normal stuff and Grammys <laughs> and all of that kind of stuff, and but yeah. let's let's start with kind of who and what you guys are. Okay, mm-hmm. so <laughs> the the idea of um, you know, First you're of all, a she's pastor. about the cutest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, okay, yeah. Seriously. And their daughters and are just thank amazing. You, thank you. Yeah. Thank Sorry, you. I just had to. I think so, too. I think yeah. so. Right? So why don't, why don't we start where a lot of people, you know, that, that are being introduced to you. There's a few, you know, people that are being introduced to you. Mm-hmm. And they are uh, sweaty now after watching that roll in. Yeah. Oh, and so, yeah. <laughs> and, and so the... You're a senior pastor of a growing, vibrant church uh, there in Orlando, Florida. Yes, so let's start there. What? Talk about your journey. Kind of walk us through a little bit. Let's get to know you guys okay. a little bit here. Well, first of all, thank you too so much for yes. this opportunity. We are very, very grateful mm-hmm. to share on this platform with you guys. Uh, my story starts as a PK. Okay. Dad is a pastor. Grandmother was pastor before him. My so I grew up you know, in, in church, on the first row of the church. Sure. Uh, and I couldn't wait to play the keys and just get all into it because I could play by ear, the drums, the, 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 the organ, the piano. So I just couldn't wait to play, you know. So uh, I finally got the opportunity. They put me over the choir. That kind of grew into having my own uh, community choir type thing. This is back when choirs were like, a hundred strong, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. we, we had like 75 choir members. It was a huge thing. Uh, it was called Greater Anointing was the name of the choir. I don't know why I called it Greater Anointing. I think back then everything was greater. Yeah. Every, every church was like Greater Emmanuel, Greater. Yeah. <laughs> so I said, oh, Greater Anointing, let's try that. Um, and that's when I met Shantae. She okay. was, uh, I met her a little earlier than that. She was like 16 when I first met her. And she came to the choir rehearsal and said, you know, hey, I would like to join the choir, you know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I want to join the choir. I said, okay, well, do, you have any, do you have any singing experience? Do you say, well, no, this would be, oh, okay, so you want to join the choir. Sure, you want to join. But she said, I would love to come to rehearsals. This is a true story. Mm. She said, I would love to come to rehearsals, but I may need a ride to rehearsals. <laughs> I said, so none of these 100 people can give you a ride but me. Yeah. Sure, give me your number and I'll see to it that you get a ride, you know. So our rehearsals are on Saturdays. She called me like Tuesday and said, uh, are we still on for, you know, for the, I said, oh, so you, I don't know if you're calling for a ride or to get to know me a little bit more. So the ride. after she continued, 
Okay. You can tell your story in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yes. yeah, yeah. you're next. You're next. <laughs> okay, go. So after her pursuit of over uh, yeah. three, three or six months, mm -hmm. uh, no, I'm just playing. So she joined the choir, and we, 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 we got married. She was 18, I was 21. Mm -hmm. So she was still in high school, her graduating year. They had to change her name from Holmes to Tribbett. Yep. We went to her prom, married. Yep. Um, and, and, and from then, God, God just blessed us. Yeah. And we start to see from the choir, you know, the Grammys and all of that happened with the music side. Incredible. Grateful for what God has done and is doing on the music side. Sure. Uh, but in rehearsals, we had people from all different walks of life. So I wanted to make sure we were all on the same page spiritually or at least had the same moral you know, uh, 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 values. Mm -hmm. So I will have every Monday will be called tag sessions, talk about God. Mm -hmm. So I will just take something I was reading that week and say, hey, do you guys know that when I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, do you know that's not in the Bible? Just stuff like that. I'll be like, you know, just bringing up different topics in the Bible and it became Bible studies. Mm. And people used to come for the front half of our rehearsals, which were Bible studies, and leave out when we actually started singing songs. Oh my goodness. So that's how the word uh, in me started to cultivate. My mother bought me a Dake's Bible. Right. And I still have it to this day. I never put it down. Just, I was just reading all the references in the concordance. Like, and the word began to open up inside of me and I began to share everything God gave me to the group. Uh, to the point where when we go out and sing at engagements, I would like preach for like 25 minutes yeah. and the audience would be like, when is he gonna do the next song? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I was so passionate about sharing the truth. Uh, I do that to segue to now Live Church Orlando. Fast forward, you know, extremely fast forward. We moved to Orlando in uh, 2015 and we started to feel like the, the spirit of the city, I feel like, and God, God was speaking to me, he said, there are dry bones here, dry bones. My goodness. Dry bones, speak to the bones, prophesy to the bones. And I'm oh. like, that can't be God. This is an exciting city. This is a right. vacation capital of the world. Yeah. It's electrifying, people love it. Disney World is here. Yeah. Disney World is here. And he said, man looks at the outward. God looks at the heart. I need you to speak to the dry bones. Mm -hmm. And from that, we birthed the church live in 2017, uh, Easter Sunday, April 16th. Mm -hmm. And from then, we've been seeing literally that. We've been seeing lives. Man, our, our motto is restore, revive, renew. Mm -hmm. And we've been seeing God restore. Amen. Amen. Restoring families, restoring marriages, restoring uh, uh, the hearts of people reviving us in our spirit and in our soul, and then renewing our purpose and giving us a new lease on life. And it's one thing to go to a concert and to worship God and hope that everybody gets it. Mm -hmm. But to see week by week, day by day, the progression of the saints and, and the process, that's really my heart. This is the most fulfilling thing I've ever been uh, uh, involved in. And I thought music was like, <gasps> but music was just a segue or a partnership with the word of God that he wanted us to share uh, to the masses. Amen. Okay. Amen. Yep. Yep. Beautiful. So that's my side. That's correct. That's correct? Yes. And another thing I love about Live Church, uh, uh, um, I, I love that it's a name and it's like a prophecy. Mm. You know, you kind of say, Live Church. You're, mm -hmm. you're speaking it into their lives. Mm -hmm. You're not just calling out the name of your church. So that's kind of the culture of the church. If you're uh, if we're departing each other, we say, all right, take care, man, live. Okay, I'll holler at you, live. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the culture of it. We speak it into each other's lives, and you just see refreshing. You, I just love that my family is also involved. When I'm writing a song in my little man cave, it's just me doing my music, and I say, hey, y'all like the song? Yeah, or all right. <laughs> but, yeah, sometimes it's, eh, don't do that, babe. Don't do that song. <laughs> 
But this is family ministry. And yeah. for us to have our little board, you know, board meetings at home, like what are we going to do about this, what are we going to do about this, mm -hmm. and for us to all be involved in ministry, yes. there's another level that I didn't anticipate, and I'm just grateful to God for all of his goodness. So, okay, beautiful. Yeah. Now, more importantly, mm -hmm. can you guys do the VeggieTales song together? <laughs> yeah, just real quick. Here we go. Ready? Just, just. Yeah. First of all, he said more importantly. That's yeah. hilarious. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Boom, 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 boom. If you like to talk to tomatoes, if a squash can make you smile, if you like to waltz with potatoes, up and down the produce aisle. Have we got a show so for you? <laughs> we love that you tell. We love it. I got to it. take uh, Ty and Shantan a little tour, and uh, oh. Veggie Tales is in production right here at TVN, and uh, our I think uh, one of them is getting ready to be out here, and just the may already be out. So uh, <laughs> exciting uh, new Christmas! It's yeah, a new yeah. title, first one in 20 years. Oh my and goodness! So uh, I have a, a video of them kind of watching the first little episode, a little minute. Here okay, cool. Cool. Yeah. So dude, excited. let me do a voiceover. Cool. Yeah, it'll be fun. So you oughta you oughta uh, kind of help us with some of the music. I would love to. Yeah. yeah. So love you guys heard it. Do not edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, for for the people that um, haven't seen gospel worship experience, mm. start uh, with kind of what you're trying to accomplish there. We're we're wanting to shine a spotlight yeah. on that. We're wanting to get to know you guys a little bit too. But uh, that it gets huge audience. Yeah, okay? I mean yeah. just huge audience. Incredible. And and it's a just a fabulous experience and it's mm -hmm. beautifully shot and great job on everything that you, you guys are incredible uh, a, a dear friend of ours a yes. common friend named Javen, Javen. kind of got us hooked up and yes. we got those done and and now yes. you're just running with it and standing room only kind of thing Crazy. it's just amazing so what's the what's the purpose behind and how did that all get started kind of get, walk me through that well Javen and I did talk about literally the gospel worship experience, not the name of the show, but what we experience in our churches on a, on a weekly basis. Sure. There is an expression of passion, conviction, and energy, as you've, as you've seen, that we're accustomed to as a standard. Uh, and we wanted to kind of like showcase that, not really showcase it, but draw people into that experience. I love every type of worship experience. I mean, worshiping God is what we live for mm -hmm. and it's how we live. Uh, and we thought it necessary to also include the gospel worship experience. Um, little crazy, I'm a little more animated, a little yeah, more just energy. a touch. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to scare anybody in the yeah. audience. I never do. But David said, "I mean, I will bless the I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth." He said, "Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all mm. that's within me." David gave everything, yeah. everything. And even when he was tired and his wife was mocking him and said, oh, you just came out of your clothes. He said, if you thought that was something, I will be more vile than this. Wow. So uh, it, it's, that, it's that aggression, it's that passion, it's that I will not be silent. I can't be silent. I gotta let the world know how good and how big and how great this God has been to me. And if you can hear it like this, how good he is to me, then hopefully you'll taste and see Come on now. that the Lord is that good to you too. Yeah. That is the whole thing. It's, in a, it's a very passionate, of course, energetic 
It's a parade. <laughs> it is a parade. Mm -hmm. God is on the float of our lives, and all of his children are dancing around the parade singing, how great is our God? Come on now. How great is our God? And if you don't hear me on that block, I'm going to turn it up. <laughs> how great is our God? And that's really what we want to scream. We hear so many other messages being screamed from their platforms. Yeah. So many other perverted messages, so many other confusing messages, so many other political messages, so many messages that is just like, where is that, that, that sound yeah. of, of, the, of the people of God? Where is the sound? And yeah. Hallelujah. We want to we want to we want to present, strengthen and sustain the sound of the cry of the children of God saying our father is a good good father mm -hmm. and we are loved by him. However we express it, this is how this is how it feels and I think sometimes we get lost in expression or presentation. Mm -hmm. Remember the Pharisees and the Sadducees didn't like the presentation. Mm -hmm. That's not our God. That's not our king. That's not him. That's not, it can't be him. But be careful the, the packages God sends his way in. You gotta be, we gotta be careful. We gotta be careful because we judge the, the wrapping and we deny the, you know, we don't even open the gift. Mm -hmm. yeah. You don't even realize if you could just get past the wrapping, mm -hmm. what you need for your life could be inside of that thing. So I wanna commend you guys for taking time to, to look beyond my wrapping yeah. and look mm -hmm. beyond our wrappings and say, hey, there's a treasure inside these earthen vessels yeah. and you are exposing it to the world. So thank you. Beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. We all kind of wrap differently, yeah. mm -hmm. you yeah. know, and we can't criticize one wrapping from the other as long as we're all pleasing God. Amen. Exactly. God. Amen. People don't take the time to, uh, Lazarus, yeah. when he came back, Jesus brought him back from the dead, from death to life. That could be like salvation or yeah. deliverance. Yes. After he brought him back, he didn't do it. He told the men, loose him yeah. and let him go. We all know when he came out, he was wrapped in linens or, you know, so he kind of hopped out the grave. But he charged us to remove the layers of grave clothes. So I don't think we take the time to love people out of their layers. Mm. You, you understand what I'm saying? We, we judge people by the wrapping that we judge them by. Even if they're bound in, in, in something, we, we just look at it and we're like hands off. But Christ is like, no, no, no. Can you love them out of their layers because I loved you out of yours? Yeah. I think what you're trying to say is, you're kind of like our birthday present. Yes, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Our TV is gift. You are. <laughs> Absolutely. I like that. Okay. So first that. of all, uh, you mentioned uh, a while ago that your grandma mm -hmm. was a minister. Yes. Okay. I heard that right, right? Yes, you did. Very okay. correctly. So what church was she affiliated with? Who, who, who was she? Yeah. Who was yeah, she with? I, I didn't know female pastors were a thing. <laughs> To not to have or not to have yeah. until much later in my life, because when I came again into existence, my grandmother was a pastor. Yeah. We were a part of a Pentecostal apostolic movement. Okay. Uh, and again, I didn't I didn't even know that it was a thing. Her your grandmother as well mm -hmm. was a was a pastor and was she a preacher or a pastor? Don't let me mess it up oh. on television. Yeah. <laughs> so she was she was both as well. So our affiliation was apostolic, Pentecostal. Don't wear short, you know, yeah. earrings, all of the, yeah. the religious uh, yeah. aspects was also connected to it. A lot of religion I didn't keep, but the principles, you know, the foundational yeah. values, the, the word of God, it never left me. But Check the le legalism. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> Extreme legalisms, as you know, which legalisms. Legalism, which leads to rebellion sometimes, uh, and, and which leads to confusion because you're trying to please God through man's eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to please God through man's ways yeah. is the most confusing thing to do because you wind up serving man's agenda, frustrated at God. You, right. you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, we, we kind of like removed ourselves from that pattern and just, just sought the Lord for ourselves. Mm -hmm. She was a very instrumental part of that. I know she's a pretty face, I love her, but her mind and how she thinks and she's non-religion and she was like, well, I don't think God will, just the practical things like that. Like, well, Ty, I don't think God, and I was so attracted to, to her mind and her non-religious approach. Uh, that I married her. Good <laughs> <laughs> for you. Yeah. You're a smart man. At 18, I At think 18. I remember. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you. So, uh, it, Pentecostal. <laughs> yeah. That conjures up um, a lot yeah. in a lot of people's minds. Yeah. Uh, uh, let's go. You know, and so <laughs> let's let's do this. Mm -hmm. How, you know, if we wind the clock back some uh, to, let's say, 1973, early 1973. Born yet? I was not born yet. Yeah. I'm so sorry. before you were born, okay, <laughs> my mom and daddy heard a very clear word from the Lord. It was very simple. I've released you from your work here. Hmm. He was working for another ministry. He quit. Now he's on his own. I'm 10 years old. TBN hadn't even started yet. And my dad doesn't have a job. My mom and dad are at home seeking the Lord. A few months later, the Lord gives my dad a very specific word, call Angel Lerma. That man had just come from a boardroom, just, just voted to sell the channel. My dad called at the minute he got back in his office and, and he said, is, there, is your station for sale? And he said, we just voted to sell it. Did you know that? And he said, no, but I'd like to come see you based upon that. So my dad came, met with it, so the voice of the Lord began the ministry that we're sitting here. Yes, so 45 wow. years later, yeah. here we are, we're sitting here because of the voice of the Lord. We hope you're enjoying the Praise Podcast. We'll get back to the interview soon. So um, <laughs> basically my great-grandmother, uh, before the turn of the century, meaning not 18 years ago, before the other one. So in 1890, <laughs> sold a farm when her husband died, got a, a wagon and a team of horses and preached Pentecost, okay, before, in the, in the late 1890s, yeah. okay? Wow. And so that was my great-grandmother, mm -hmm. okay? My dad actually knew her. My dad met his grandmother, and so... The voice of the Lord is something that Lori and I are familiar with. Lori is a, you know, Pentecostal preacher's daughter. She was in church every day of her life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and so I like it. Tell me how the voice of the Lord did something in your family, in your life, in your ministry. Yeah. How how has that affected you? Well, when I, when I, when I, again, when I grew up in church every day of the week, like you, yeah. uh, uh, I knew and I learned church first and not him. I learned church and not God, not the voice of God. So, you know, you can kind of feel the rhythm and the changes and the pattern of church, and I knew that. It wasn't until very much later, uh, almost uh, a year or so before we got married, or right before we got married, where uh, consequently my parents divorced. And so in Pentecost, divorce is like, 
And Pentecost, it's like earth shaking for, for, for parents to get divorced. And that's when I was like, I can't believe I was living according to this standard. And you, man, forget the church, forget God, forget everything. I'm going out. And I did everything. I, I went to the clubs and I basically just played in the clubs. I didn't dance, but I went. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. Yeah. So that was my rebellion to play in clubs. Yeah. yeah. But I heard God's voice then, like, I know your father let you down, but have I ever let you down? Wow. I never heard, I, I literally heard that, like, who is that? Mm -hmm. Who is that voice that's comforting me in my despair? Who is this voice that's giving me peace? And by the way, can God speak in a club? Yes, he can. Okay. By the yeah, way, I wasn't sure about that. Yeah, because how can he draw you out unless he can speak while you're in? Okay. You know what That's I mean? Right. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so he spoke and said, "I know your father." Have I? I said, "Whoa!" And so I, I, I cultivated that voice because I knew it was God, and I, I learned him in a new way in that in that dark moment. And from then, I have never, ever, ever ceased to consult him. And we've been talking about that lately, and I'm trying to keep myself together. <laughs> We've been talking about the secret place at Live. We've been talking about the secret place, Matthew 6, 6. Don't pray like the Pharisees making a big spectacle, but go into your closet, shut the door behind you, pray in secret where the Father is. And he that sees in secret will reward you openly. I always thought God was the God that could see. He, he, he knows my heart because he's outside looking in. No, he's in the secret place. Mm -hmm. He's inside your secret place speaking to you. Before you're saved, he's communicating with you. Mm -hmm. Jesus said before, no man can come to me unless the Father draws him. Mm -hmm. So he has to be speaking to the unsaved. Mm -hmm. And I said it in the sermon series, I said, God can speak to anything. Mm -hmm. Water, stand up on both sides so my children can walk through. Mm -hmm. you, you know, he could say, peace be still. He could speak to animals. Go, go to Noah two by two. How did the animals know to do that? He could speak to insects. The locusts became a plague to one region. How? Because God can speak to anything. The tree, he cursed the tree. Uh, he speaks to dead things. Lazarus come forth. You, you understand what I'm saying? So God can communicate with anything in their secret place. He told the well, open your mouth. My prophet is coming in there. He's come disobedient now. right now. He speaks to every and anything. So how is a sinner out of reach? Mm. How, how? How is somebody who's not living holy out of his reach? No one is out of his reach. He can speak to anything and anybody in their secret place. And uh, we just have to know that that is him. And uh, we, we often say things like this, something told me not to go. That ain't yeah. something. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was God. You know, uh, you, we would be offended if we gave somebody great advice and it would be like something told me that, no, I told you, I told you. <laughs> so I feel like God, God, is, right. God is screaming for his credit. It's yes. me, it's yeah. me, it's yeah. me. And if we could just realize that it's him, it's him as, yeah. as ratchet as we think we're living, as, 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 as bad and as sinful as we think we are, he's still drawing you with yeah. his voice. Yeah. And so that's what I, I cultivated, the secret place she cultivated her secret place, God was teaching her, she was explaining to the church, even balance at a young age. Mm. Too much of anything is not good. She would go to the store to buy chips. Well, you tell the story. Yeah, you tell it. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm up here uh, no, no, speaking no. as if. Yeah.
Yeah, God, um, he spoke to me at a young age. We were talking about balance um, Sunday that just passed at the church. And even when I was young, I would just go to the corner store and, and buy chips, maybe a bag of barbecue chips. And after like... Y'all know about the corner store? I, yeah. I, I, okay, yeah. So after about a few days, I would keep going and getting the same type of, of food. So I'll get the same chips for three days in a row. And I would hear a voice say, don't get that today. Try something new. Try something different. He said, because I don't want you to be bound by anything. Mm -hmm. Even our favorite snacks, mm -hmm. we have to have control over our, you know, over our, yes, the temperance over ourselves. And mm -hmm. so um, God is always speaking. Even when I was young, it didn't matter. He always told me, don't let anything control you. I don't care if it's food. I don't care if it's people. Don't let anything control you but me. Mm -hmm. You helping me with my hair? No, it was a little... A little okay. fly, I guess. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and so we always have a secret place, no matter how young you are, like you always say. Um, even a one-year-old or two-year-old can hide. You ask them, where did you eat that cookie? They say, no. Well, why would they hide? They know that there is something wrong. Mm -hmm. no, they know that it's a law, even that young. Mm -hmm. And so God is speaking even to a newborn child. He's always speaking. Amen. That's what you're talking about. And I believe we call it today in modern society a moral compass. Mm -hmm. And I guess that's cool, too. But biblically and more specifically, it's the voice of the Father God leading us to his son, which gives us access to the spirit. Correct. Beautiful. Yeah. Wow. Nice. Your team is incredible. Nice. Woo! Wow. So what's your favorite kind of music? My favorite kind of music <laughs> is worship. Music. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think worship is, encompasses a lot. I think uh, I, I, called my, I call my music kingdom music. Yeah. Because it can sound like Hillsong in a minute. And they could just sound like Lecrae in the next minute, mm -hmm. yeah. almost literally. Yeah. So I, I just like all different types of expression. Again, I grew up uh, understanding the older generation, my generation, and then the next generation. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to be like a, a, a bridge and a connector for all. You understand yeah. what I'm saying? So, I love it. Yeah, I like a lot. Of, I like everything. We will. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> we will listen to Bethel music. Um, all my life you have been Come faithful. On. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I don't want to start that. Well, you yeah. right. have been so, so good. Songs. So we love, yeah. we love worship and we love to dance as well. We love to celebrate. So sometimes I'll put a beat on that. All my life you have been made. So you know what I mean? I might do that sometimes like if I feel uh, like dancing. But like it. Yeah, you like it? I don't understand that at all. I, seriously. I, it's I just did. crazy. It's crazy. Uh, it's just craziness. I to you? like it. Okay, you but I understand. just can't do it. Yeah, just can't. You can't. No. You don't like to dance. You don't like. To, do you move? At all? No. I know you don't dance. No. Do you Try move? to get him to no. clap. No, it's yeah, just it's pathetic. awful. It's so really... clapping is choreography to you. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. As long as somebody's doing it next to me and I can watch, I can I can be a parrot. I can even, <laughs> if you were even singing where I can hear you in my ear, I can tonally. Okay. You know, whole... totally or tonally? Tonally. Yeah. That's a white term. It's okay. tonally. It's a, yeah, I'm not even sure what it means. But, but basically, it, it, I, can, I can be a parrot. And I can, really? if you can make a tone, I can, I can, can repeat it. it. And you'll stay on the note? Yeah, I'll stay on the note. But well, then if you move, then I don't yeah. know what to do. So. You put it in. <laughs> you put it in B, he'll flatten it for Yeah, you. exactly. But, so, all right. But you, you can pair it. Where, where you, where, we were talking about the voice of the Lord. Where we left you, you were in a club somewhere, <laughs> and the Lord wanted your attention, and he wanted to tell you something. Yeah. So kind of progress through that and move, move in to yeah. where God got you back and what happened and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Uh, so 
Uh, 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 you're saying, have, have, have you were in a club. That's all I remember is you were in a, you were in a club, you know. Hearing the voice of God. Yeah. So he kind of like. And you were playing kind of like you said like this. Yeah. Was, so this is a yeah, piano. Were, this is a yeah. piano. This is what piano players do. Yeah, okay. So this way. Yeah. You got that. Got it. He can't play the piano either. No. He can't play? No, no instruments? None. I play the radio. There you go. Got So, so from then, uh, we were, we were kind of like involved actually in uh, the Prince of Egypt, and I'm not trying to jump the gun, but the Prince of Egypt. Uh, the movie, the big animated movie. Yes, yeah, so yeah. we were in the pr promotion, the premieres and all of those things. We were singing background for like, well, Whitney Houston at the time, um, uh, Faith Hill. Uh, we were singing background for all of everyone who were on that project. And from that, God, uh, Faith Hill says, I love this group. Uh, myself and my husband, Tim McGraw, we're going on tour. We want to take you with us. So I, I was like, oh, you know, we took a, a couple of people and we went on tour with Faith Hill that year. At the same time, Don Henley, uh, we, we, we started singing with him. I'm, I'm trying to say we got mainstream exposure before we did our first album for, got it. for gospel. Yeah. Got it. Uh, and during the whole time, we were excited. We loved it. But then it came a time when God said, I need you to trust me now. Okay because I started to trust the flow of things. You, you, you trust the systems mm -hmm. more than the spirit. Or your talent. Or your talent, yeah. or your giftings. You just subliminally just move into this in industry-minded, you know, as long as I know him, and as long as we're cool with him, and as long as we got favor with them, they're my source. Mm -hmm. And God, a business. it becomes a business instead of, you know, the, 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 the ministry. Mm -hmm. So God kind of stripped everything that we thought was our source from us and said, trust me for a year, try me for a year and come out of mainstream music. I mean, we were doing Will Smith, Justin Timberlake, Cry Me Your River. Um, that's me playing on there. That's my group singing with them. We did Jessica Simpson. We did Elton John. We did Gloria Stefan. We did Sting. Yeah. I don't even know. God just you know, gave us that, that, that platform so we can know how to minister to it. Mm -hmm. So uh, he said, come out. I want you to trust me for a year. Uh, now, back then, I'm still playing in my dad's church, probably getting $100 a week <laughs> when, you know what I mean, per diem was $100, you know what I mean? So we came out of the mainstream secular music, and then we recorded the album Victory, which is one of our bigger uh, songs, and we never had to go back uh, to secular music. But the whole time, uh, you asked me during the break, has God ever corrected you mm. uh, have you ever heard the voice of God correct you? Not too many, I want to say too many times, but always. Hmm. Because I, I, uh, the Bible says that let's, make, let's let man have dominion over the wild beasts, over the animals, over the, and let them subdue, subdue the earth. That word subdue is very huge to me because it means uh, essentially to keep cut, hmm. um, to keep at bay because even natural things in nature grows out of control. Hmm. Mm -hmm. So you put Adam there to subdue it, keep the grass cut. Okay. I just cut the grass last Tuesday. It's Saturday and it's already coming back. I just got delivered Sunday. I just kicked the habit Sunday, but here it is Tuesday growing back. Mm. So God is saying, I've given you power and authority to subdue not only the grass and the fields and the wild beasts outside, but the wild beasts inside. So I'm constantly subduing something, constantly. He's constantly showing me, he's constantly correcting me and showing me the areas I need to subdue.
Don't trust yourself here. Cut that. Keep it here. Stay humble. Okay, don't trust that. Cool. So I'm consistently being corrected, and he's showing me what I need to subdue mm. on an almost daily basis. Because mm. your flesh just rises up. Your flesh doesn't get the memo that you're free. Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like, your spirit got it, but your flesh like, what's going on here? We're not going, what's, what you doing? You know what I mean? <laughs> and I say, I, I say it, and I, I, I say this too. I was watching Spartacus or something, and they were like sacrificing this goat. And I saw the goat, and it was cutting its neck. And it was like, <laughs> I don't know why, but they kind of did a close-up on the eyes of the goat or something. And it was like, eh, like. <laughs> it was kind of saying, what are you doing, bro? I thought we were cool. And I thought about the Day of Atonement, where you had to take a, 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 a you know, without blemish. You know, you had to make sure it was clean without spot. And uh, uh, you still had to kill it. So I, I assume that they drew this lamb a little bit closer than the rest of the herd. It's the, fa so, the family goat. It's the family goat. So he thinks he's safe out of all the other goats. But then the Day of Atonement comes, and he's on the sacrificing yeah. block. He's on the cutting block. Yeah. And he's making this no And I got the revelation, all sacrifice makes noise. Mm. Mm. And even though that relationship is screaming, saying, don't cut me, if God says sacrifice it, cut it. Even though that habit is saying, don't, I thought I was secure in your mind and in your flesh, cut it. Any, anything, God is saying, all sacrifice makes noise. If you're like, you know what, let me stop, let me be celibate until I'm married, your flesh is gonna be like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> Even though the sacrifice makes noise, cut it anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, but to answer your question, yes. You're on YouTube right now. It's viral. It's, it's, it's Everybody's going. <laughs> okay. So, um, <clears throat> marriage. Marriage. How long have you been married? 22 years this year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can imagine being married that young, still learning yourself, right. while you're trying to learn another person as you live with them. Right. Uh, so she were, she grew up encased in fear. Mm -hmm. And why was that? Can I just ask her a question? Sure. Why was that? <laughs> well, okay. I feel like I grew up in fear because my father and my mother were not married when they had me. Mm. And so I was born out of wedlock. And she was 16. Yeah, and my mom was 16 when she had me. And um, I always knew that God loved me, but I didn't think he liked me oh, because wow. I didn't come his way. You know, he ordained marriage, and I knew that, and I understood that, and I understood why I was going through so many things, because my parents wasn't married. Mm -hmm. And so I always walked in fear with God because I didn't think he actually liked me. I know he loves everybody, but liking me was a different story. Mm -hmm. And so I always developed living out of fear. Everything I did was out of fear because I didn't think I was worthy to be oh, here yes. on this earth. And so growing up, you know, I had to live in a house with my stepfather because my real father wasn't around during the time, and um, imagine living with your stepfather. Um, and so I had a stepbrother who was his real son who he took care of, and he loved me, but I, I always creeped around the house because I didn't want to make a mistake because I knew that that wasn't my real father. Mm -hmm. And it's less grace when you're raising somebody else's child. I didn't want to remind him that he was helping my mom raise me. So I always walked around trying to be perfect because I didn't want this man to realize he was raising me. 
And I developed that over time, over time, over time. And I did everything out of fear. I gave out of fear. I loved out of fear. I hugged out of fear. And so I started noticing that when I got older. And so I developed high blood pressure My goodness. because of that at a young age, because I was trying to live, you know, I, I didn't really have life inside. I was living in my own strength. And so eventually I developed the high blood pressure and I found out that it came through anxieties, things like that. Mm -hmm. So my doctor started telling me, they put me on medicine, it wouldn't work, it wouldn't work, it wouldn't work. And they said, have you ever been diagnosed with um, anxiety disorder? And I'm like, no, don't say that because I'm a pastor, first of all. And I'm like, that's so embarrassing that you're teaching faith and all of that stuff, but you're dealing with high blood pressure. And so I had to go through this metamorphosis with God. I, I, we didn't know why. I'm like, why, why am I having anxiety? Why am I dealing with this? I love your people, God. I love giving. I love doing things for you. Why am I not fully happy inside? Mm. And then he took me. He said, give up everything you know. He said, spend 40 days with me, and I'll show you why, mm. okay? So I took myself away, put myself in a room, mm -hmm. an office at my house. Mm -hmm. I didn't leave my house. Stayed home because my children, husband was still there. But I let God work on me for about 40 days. Mm. Wow. And he started giving me the revelation of why I was feeling sick. And he started, and quickly he said, I just wanted you to know that you have been taking my place with people. He mm. said, with you giving out of fear and you trying to keep people around you, you started playing God. So I would always answer everybody's needs and give money and help pay mortgages and, 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 and feed, you know, just doing everything that, yeah, yeah people pleaser. Removing consequences. Yes, yes, and removing people's consequences. Oh, if you're suffering with a money problem, it can't be your fault. Here you go, take this, mm -hmm. take that, take that. And he started telling me from there, he said, you can't play me. He said, that's why you're feeling sick because nobody can play God. Wow. Yeah, he said, you can be Jesus. He said, I put Jesus in the Bible for an example, but nobody could ever be me. Mm. And so I started learning little things. He said, so you're dealing with a little bit of pride and you're dealing with a little bit of, you know, dishonesty because I don't want to tell the truth because I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. So she told me I look nice on numerous occasions. No, <laughs> not look nice. I'll tell him the truth, but, but that's where the anxiety came from. I always try to please people wow. to the point where it made me sick, literally. And God wow. showed me, he said, move yourself out of my way, start Looking at my son, Jesus Christ, that's your example. And from then on, he started working on my heart. He started shining a light on the dark places of my heart because I thought I was doing good. But everything is good is not God. That's what he told me. Wow. He said, you can be doing good, but that's not always me. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when I started getting that revelation, I started slowing down. You know, I cut a lot of people off and a lot of things off, and I started slowly growing. And I let them shine the light on the dark places. And from then on, I started feeling better. My blood pressure My started going down. It's a quick story. I can't get into all the details, but <laughs> that's what started happening. So from childhood, I started being a people pleaser, which grew into sickness. Wow. And it's just not good. And I came in that journey and married her, mm -hmm. not, not knowing that. So of course, she out of fear would, would not communicate honestly a lot of, lot of things to me. I was crazy too. We experienced more moral failure. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm, I didn't know we were gonna get divorced or not. Like, is it over for us? She said, yes, it's over. I actually came out here uh, at, at the Dream Center, uh, An An Angela's Temple. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. yeah, and she had a condo in Jersey and I was praying to God like, Lord, you know, I don't wanna lose my family. I was in such a desperate and aggressive pursuit of worldly success. Hmm. I don't, I, I see it like that now, but you know, I'm gra grateful for the two Grammys I had, but 
that pursuit to get it caused such negligence. Mm. You, you know what I'm saying? Wow. To the point where I sat there with the Grammys, and I'm like, I opened the bottom of it, and it wasn't a check in there. Mm. Uh, I, it wasn't anything that could add to my health in the Grammys or to add any value to my family or anything. So I sat there and I apologized with the Grammys in my hand. I apologized to my wife. Mm. The night I got it, I said, I am so sorry that I went so hard to get these and I ignored this about you. Oh, I didn't pay attention to da 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 da. Mm. Uh, and that's another thing God rebuked me about, just the pursuit of mm. your own success. Mm. He wow. said, I, I know the plans that I have for you. Mm. Pursue my successful thoughts to, towards you. And so we split up. She said, it's over. And I was just suicidal like depressed, like, oh my goodness. Uh, but the only problem with, the only problem that divorce had with us is that we were both seeking the Lord. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. She was seeking the Lord on the East Coast, I was seeking the Lord on the West Coast, and he drew our hearts back together. Wow. And we are restored and I'm thank God. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Hallelujah. Wow. Yeah, and I, I don't regret the process. I feel like our relationship is better than it was when we right. first met. Right. And so you live and learn. And if you can learn through every lesson, your life can always be better. Yeah. But it takes great humility. Mm. Yeah. And I think a lot of relationships or things don't really get restored yeah. because people are not willing to be humble enough to receive uh, alignment or to understand. There, there has to be a level of humility to, to understand the other person as well. Because right. you just know you're right or you know you're offended mm -hmm. or hurt. It takes a little step back, like, hold on, let me see the whole picture. It takes a bit of humility, and I don't think the world it is... It takes a lot of humility. Yeah, I was trying to, <laughs> trying to be nice about to be it. Nice. But... Yeah. <laughs> it on. takes such yeah. humility to have success, you know, to, uh, successful relationships, period. Yeah. So, but I'm just grateful to God to still have my family, to still have my wife. And like she said, it's stronger than ever now. So, thank God. Wow, beautiful. Wow, wow, wow. Okay. <laughs> Um, first of all, I think you both are adorable. Yes. So that's that's first thing. Thank I just you. think you're thank adorable. You, thank you. Um, thank you. The um, you've got really beautiful teeth too. That's thank a, you. Yeah, it's really a great thing. Yeah, <laughs> just beautiful. Working on mine. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so it's 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 fantastic, Ty, that we got brought together, what you do, how you do it, the energy that you bring to it, the David-like example of what you do, how you do it. I hope you blow some grandmas and grandpas right off their couch <laughs> when they tune in, because let me just tell you something. I think one of the key things is, you know, there, there is uh, an energy to what and who you are that someone might immediately not want to give a second look to, mm -hmm. and there's a gift waiting on the other side of that, mm -hmm. you know? And, you know, vice versa, there right. could be some people that are watching Lori and I and going, they're too boring and slow, <laughs> and, Sorry. you know, and, and so there, but, but God brought, just give me a minute. you know, right. our <laughs> things together, Sorry. and uh, I just want everyone to know that gospel worship experience Ooh is a thing, yeah. okay? It's a thing. Let me just tell you something. It's a packed out experience in Orlando, Florida. We shoot these at, you know, all, all over there. They air, um, you know, often on TBN and they're some of the highest rated things we do on this entire network. I think Every Wednesday. you're starting Every to Wednesday. understand. Every Wednesday. Yeah, I think Every you're starting Wednesday. to understand now 
who they are behind the scenes of what's going on and why God would raise up to get this message. Don't dismiss this. And mm. let me just say, we're so proud wow. of what and how you do what you do. We're so proud of both of you guys, seriously. Wow. We're just very proud of you. You've got about three minutes, okay. and you're a senior pastor. Pretend this is your church. This is your congregation. There they are right there at the camera. Amen. Love on the people. Pray for them. Do, do your thing. Well, you know God loves you. The Lord loves you. He loves all of us. So I want to start by saying that you are loved, and you're already accepted by the Father. And your life is not random. He has a plan for your life. Before the foundations of the world, before you were in your mother's belly, he knew you and had a plan for you. Your life is not random. You're trying to figure it out, but he's not. It's already figured out. Come on now. There are many needs in this audience and in our television viewing audience. So to address every need is, is almost impossible, but we just pray the wisdom of God. Thank you, Lord. The wisdom of God. Pursue the wisdom. Father, we thank you that your plan is greater thank than you. ours. We thank you, God, that what we don't know, you already know. And what we're confused about, you're, you're already sure about, Father. Thank you, Lord. So right now, your sons and your daughters come together, and we pray, and we ask, God, for your wisdom and your way. We say like Jesus said, not my will, but thy will be done. If our way is in the way, move it out of the way and have your way in the name of Jesus. So we pray for wisdom for every circumstance, wisdom for every area we're confused about, wisdom and strength, I feel that, strength in the name of Jesus, because every obstacle you will not remove, every pain will not, no, sometimes you have to endure hardness as a good soldier. I speak endurance over your life through the strength of God, for you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you. Hold your head up, believer. Hold your head up, child of God. You are loved by the Father. And you know what? No weapon formed against you will ever prosper. That means every day you win. Every day you are victorious. Every day you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus who loves you. Father, we thank you for victory. We thank you for peace, protection, and provision. In Jesus' name, somebody scream amen. Amen. Invite everyone to watch gospel music. Ladies and Come gentlemen, watch GWE every Wednesday night, 10.30 p.m. Do not miss it. Come on with it. Yeah! <laughs> Thank you for being on Praise. Thank love you so much, man. I love you, man. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much. I'm so proud of what Thank you're you. doing. Thank love you. you. We'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of TBN's Praise Podcast. If you enjoyed today's interview, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, share it with a friend, and consider leaving a review. We look forward to having you join us back here next week.